Welcome back, everyone. This is NYU Grad, recording on Monday evening, August 21. So we had a very interesting day. Something happened today that I want to cover uh, that gives us the opportunity to kind of look at it and learn from this because it's pretty rare uh, event as far as markets go. Um, let's just jump right into this. So hope you had a great weekend. You'll uh, most likely be hearing this on Tuesday, but I'm recording this on Monday and uh, want to welcome all the new subscribers and welcome back and um, looking forward to continuing to produce the content for everyone. But let's uh, look at the data sets that Monday presented uh, real quick. So let me go over the breath numbers because uh, this is interesting too. It's not actually the anomaly that I'm going to talk about. But it also is giving us an opportunity to look at this data set uh, rather than just kind of blurb out the numbers. You'll see kind of why I follow this every day. So uh, we had 64 new highs, 337 new lows. The advanced decline split was 45% were advancing, 50% were declining. And we still have about 70% of all stocks on the NYSE, NASDAQ, and Amex all under the 50-day moving average. Again, I repeat, 70% of all those stocks in those three exchanges are under the 50-day moving average. So that's fairly bearish. And when you take a look at breadth, I'm going to repeat, there were 64 new highs, 337 new lows. Okay, so that's 6x basically new lows versus new highs. So in a vacuum, you might say, okay, that's good data to know. But so what? Why is today something that is triggering an anomaly that you want us to watch out for? So I'll kind of cover that in a second. So just keep those numbers uh, in your head, top of mind. But the rear, real rare bird today, and I posted this on the Substack notes um, as the market was opening, and it opened very strong out of the gate. The 10-year yield was also breaking out. We're talking like above 4.33%. Today, the 10-year yield closed at the highs of the day at 4.357%. In the context of yields uh, breaking out of one-year highs, and also you have to go back to like 2007 for yields to be this high, uh, typically high interest rates, high mortgage rates, high credit card bills are headwinds uh, for the economy, right? unless everyone is like doubling their income all of a sudden. So in the context of headwinds and economic uh, contraction, when uh, the Fed is raising interest rates, they're pulling money out of liquidity out of the market. And then with that backdrop, you have NVIDIA, Tesla up big today. You have tech the leading sector of all the sectors. That is why I'm saying today was a rare bird that usually uh, signals that one of those signals is lying. 
and in the morning I was correct uh, what happened was as yields were spiking there was a sell-off during the day um, I would say looking at the chart what time was that uh, right in the morning um, it sold off and what's interesting is I'll post on the show notes the chart of the ES but we have been back testing that 4368 level now four times in 48 hours and it back tested and held successfully so when we sold off on the yields increasing we back tested uh, right to about 4370 a little shy of the 4368 and then we launched higher in the afternoon nvidia and tesla carried us all day and it lifted all boats uh, but while I'm watching all of that happen, you would expect as risk assets increase that yields would pull back and the dollar would pull back. Yields close at its high. When you take a look at um, the chart of DXY, which tracks the US dollar currency, and you look at the intraday, uh, we closed like practically even. Right, like it didn't close up and it didn't really close down. It was um, a marginal day for the dollar. But when you look at the treasury yields and mortgage rates, they were all spiking all day. So maybe it's a one day solar, full solar eclipse. Uh, this is to be watched because it, it can happen for like one session and even for one full session is rare. But if it can do it again for two, three sessions, that'll also be a first for me to observe. Um, I've been training 25 years. I'm uh, just over 40 years old. So to give you context, I'm not like 90 years old. I've never seen it. Um, so when you take a look at the 30-year fixed mortgage rates, it's at 7.48%. If you get a jumbo loan of over 600K on your mortgage at 7.4, so still very unaffordable for many folks to buy a new home right now or, or a house in general. Um, so moving on to kind of give you uh, more context, uh, just taking a look at, let's see, what sectors were strong today? When I go into kind of looking at groups, I mentioned technology was up the most of relative performance. Consumer cyclical was second highest as a, a gainer and telecom and healthcare. Uh, in the red, the weakest industry uh, or sector was real estate, which makes sense. I mean, real estate has been bucking the trend for weeks now, despite high interest rates. I've been mentioning that new home builders uh, they had the tailwind, it's kind of counterintuitive, but because rates were so high, they were able to, they were the only sellers able to offer buyers um, teaser, like not even teaser rates, they just bought down the rate. So if you go buy a new home from Toll Brothers, Pulte, KB Homes, Lennar, they would offer you, hey, buy the house, we'll discount the price and lock you in for 30 years at 5.5%. Yes, and that's a big discount because right now it's 7.4%, and that's how they're able to sell the homes. But 
if interest rates remain this high for a longer time, it's going to be harder and harder for them to find the next buyer. So maybe that's catching up to the builders and they were the leading loser for the uh, sectors today. And right behind them was utilities and consumer defensive. Usually uh, consumer defensive and utilities is where money goes to hide when they sell risk assets and they go to risk off assets. Uh, so this makes sense. The only thing that doesn't make sense here is that is the yields spiking. So watch for that. I still believe one of them is lying. It's either risk assets are lying to us or the treasury yield and bond markets are, are lying to us right now. So that secret may not be revealed till maybe after NVIDIA's earnings on Wednesday or maybe it won't be revealed till Jackson Hole and Jerome Powell speaks on Friday morning. But this is definitely something to watch. Uh, I, I mentioned multiple times, multiple weeks ago, we're all currency traders, and this is why. Uh, what rates do, what currencies do, is more important than what Apple, Tesla, App, uh, and Amazon, and all the Magnificent Seven are doing, uh, first and foremost. Then you look at the Magnificent Seven, then you start to look at sectors, then you start to look at individual equities, like, like let's say like an Extreme Networks, uh, that I spotlighted the other week. Uh, so that's kind of how I peel the onion back, right? Um, let's see. Uh, I mentioned Tesla and NVIDIA were strong today. All the semiconductors and, and that group were strong today. Uh, I have a few charts that I wanted to go through. So the VIX volatility uh, closed down 1%, but it still looks like it could potentially break out from here. If it busts above the 200-day moving average, uh, it can fly. Uh, when I look at other chip makers like AMD, um, AMD was also up 2.6% today. When I look at ITB, which is the Home Builder Index from BlackRock, it's still under the 50-day moving average. It sliced through it uh, three sessions ago. It closed down 0.83%. Very similarly, if I go into XHB, which is the S, uh, the spider uh, active trust of the home builders, that also very mirror image uh, picture of the home builders. Um, you take a look at, let's see, JP Morgan, that closed in the green. Uh, another automotive that was closed green today was NEO, that closed up 26 and Rivian also closed up at 1.88. So both Rivian and NEO are right at the 50-day moving average. Uh, NEO is a little bit under it, so let's see if it can hold that area or if it breaks down. But right now, Tesla seems to be raising all boats in the EV market. Uh, that's really all I have today on Monday. Uh, and you know, just keep your eye and focus on yields and NVIDIA, Tesla, the other Magnificent Seven in that bucket. Um, I, I have a feeling that we're going to get a very big move very soon. I'm just not sure which way we go. It's all going to be dependent on which of these signals are telling the truth and which one is a liar. So with that, uh, I hope you have a great day. 
and I'll see you on the next podcast.